Alright, well, this is going to be take two of the second episode of the Campfire Conversationalist. Uh, we already recorded uh, one episode for this, and some there was some technical difficulty with the audio. Uh, so it is going to be re-recorded. Um, and, you know, you know, when we were recording it yesterday, Matt, I... I really enjoyed the conversation. I really enjoyed the topics. Um, I thought all of them were really good. Um, me too. Just to disclose to everyone, we've already talked about this between me and Matt, but it's going to be fresh for all the listeners, for everyone that's paying attention. Um, so to, to start, we yesterday we started talking about um, Les Stroud. And we started talking about, it's an old topic that he went on, and he was on a bunch of different podcasts. Uh, I think he was even on <coughs> Joe Rogan at one point, and a couple of other podcasters. Oh, Opie and Anthony. What is that? Opie and Anthony show. Oh, the Opie and Anthony. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he was on a bunch of different podcasts talking about the same thing. And basically, Les Stroud is the, you know, he's known as the man from Survivor Man. Uh, did I did I say that right? Isn't it Survivor Man? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I thought it was. Um, I've seen it. I've seen the show. And it was back in the day. It was you know co- quite a few years ago when it was uh, really popular. It was there around the same time when Man vs. Wild with Bear Grylls was going on. And I liked watching both shows. I, you know, Les Stroud was very entertaining. It was. It was cool to see a guy being placed out in the middle of nowhere by himself with just a bunch of cameras and, you know, showing what it takes to survive the most, in my in my opinion, like some of the worst areas known to man. I mean, hot, cold, doesn't matter. I, I think I would take cold over hot <laughs> because, because, at, least, to, <laughs> because yeah. at least you can make an attempt to get warm with fire. Whereas yeah. in the, like, either, you know, i seen a couple in the jungles and stuff like that. Like, what are you going to do? There's there's not a whole lot you can do. Maybe find water to soak in to cool down, and that's about it. Yeah, and but if, then just hope you don't get eaten alive by piranha and, <laughs> and mosquitoes and, and mosquitoes. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, yeah, you got it right. Pers- parasites climbing up your wang. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking too. <laughs> like, like in that rock movie where, uh, where they're like warned, like, "Don't pee in the water. Don't pee in the water." <laughs> Eating your junk from the inside out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I wonder if I wonder if the Survivor guys know like all those rules, like "Don't pee in the water," that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably not even a real thing. I'm sure that Hollywood just made that up. I'm sure. I'm not gonna test it. So uh, we were talking about Lester. The conversation came from one of his um, topics, though, where he actually talked about, I thought it was in Canada, but Matt seems to think that it was in Alaska, where he went there and he heard, like... I think the first time he heard it, it was in Canada. Okay. And then the second time, I think it was in Alaska. So he heard it two times? Yeah, yeah. The first time he was with, I think he said his second wife... And they were out in the middle of nowhere. I don't think this was for the show. I think this was just him and his wife at the time surviving in the wilderness, living out there. And that's when he had heard the footsteps. And then he was like, hey, I'm over here. 
And then it, he said it, the creature had walked off faster than it had approached. 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 Um, and then the second time was when he was in the tent and he had all his cameras set up. And then he heard the the call. You know the uh, the whooping. Like yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it was two occasions that he had heard it on, and the one and they were both in. Well, I mean, Canada, Alaska, basically the same thing. So, so what we're talking about, the whooping noise, is he was referring to what he believed was a large primate. And he made mention that there was a rustling in the, in like the trees or the sticks, you know, on the ground. And he kind of shouted at it the first time and heard some loud footsteps running away. Uh, or moving quickly away from him. But the whooping, he, he said he was very familiar from his time spent in Africa, and he believed it was from a large primate. In other words, referring to... Well, the whole thing we're getting at is um, referring to a, you know, Sasquatch, or, you know, possibly... Like a Yeti, basically. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, it comes to mind, like, we're in the year 2019, and, I mean, there's been people hiking all around the world at all different times, going through all kinds of places that most people don't think about going. And it would just seem to reason that at some point, somebody would have seen something. You know, and, and I'm not talking about the doctored photos from, you know, the 70s or... <coughs> Or the 60s, or whenever those were taken of, you know, the guy, giant guy in the gorilla suit, you know, and that's not real. Yellow, <laughs> I, I don't know. Is that real? <laughs> I don't think. I don't think that one's real. I think that one's fake. Yeah, I mean, um, but it, that's not what we're referring to. Like, and it does bring up to question, like what we talked about, you know, yesterday, is like anything that you could take for for a photo, I mean, essentially it could be doctored, you know? And, um, I don't know, Matt, what do you think about that? I mean, things could be doctored. So even if you took a photo, would anyone, I mean, there's a large community of people too. There's a seriously large community that still believe that Yetis are out there. Well, yeah, with photos, um, um, yeah, they, they can be doctored pretty easily. I mean, I, I'm not a super knowledgeable when it comes to Photoshop, but I do know that you can take any photo or quote-unquote image uh, and upload it into an analysis program. Some of them are free. Um, there's one online that you don't even have to download. You just go to their website, and then you can upload an image. And I don't remember the site, or else I would... I would say the name, but I don't remember the site right now. Um, and then you could upload the image and then an, analyze everything that's been done to the photo. But it doesn't really necessarily tell you what's been done. It just tells you a date that something's been done to it. And then there's a bunch of like metadata. So I guess unless you are super nerdy um, when it comes to um, photography metadata and you know reading and analysis and stuff like that you probably can't really tell what has been done to a photo hmm. but you can tell that something's been done to a photo 
So I guess unless you have a completely raw image of 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 um, a, a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch or a Yeti, um, it, it's going to be probably impossible to know if somebody manipulated a photo to look like something that it's not. So if you if you're going to get a picture of a Yeti then obviously don't like put a Snapchat smiley face on it. Or... Right. No no Snapchats, <laughs> no uh, Facebook filters. A little or fox anything ears like that. and a princess crown or anything like oh, that. We found a new one today. Uh, it was uh, a, a Valentine's heart and it had donut sprinkles on the top of the heart. And then when you open your mouth like this, you puke out chocolates and candies. <laughs> So, I mean, Bigfoot doing that would just be amazing. You see a hairy body and then a big heart head. And then Bigfoot going, ah, and then just cho- Valentine's Day chocolates coming out of his mouth. If someone That'd were to get an actual photo or, like, video of this, I would oh, probably dude. die. I, of laughter. <laughs> oh, I, I got something for you. You got – what is that? Is that moonshine you, or a jar of – is that a jar of pee or? Yeah, jar of pee. <laughs> That's Yeti pee right there. Yeah, I milked the urine straight from the Yeti this morning. <laughs> don't go, don't, don't leave home without your Yeti pee. Yeti pee. Oh so, yeah, something I wanted to get into yesterday that we didn't actually get into. Um, and um, again, for anybody listening, um, I really haven't looked into big Bigfoot uh, stuff in probably three or four years um probably because i stopped believing in bigfoot because i just didn't find enough evidence for me personally to believe however i do know that when uh, i was kind of into that you know researching that topic a little bit i know that there was a man a veterinarian or something and i can't remember the first name um but i remember the last name was ketchum and apparently this veterinarian or um, something had claimed that they had that they had or was going to have proof that um, Sasquatch were real um, through DNA evidence that they had come across. Now, I don't know if this person had found it or if somebody had brought it to them. I kind of was always under the impression that somebody had found what they thought was a Bigfoot hair or something, toenail, I don't know. And they had, you know, brought it to this person, um, and they were doing analysis on on that. Um, but I never found out since then if that was a hoax or maybe it wasn't a hoax. Maybe they really did think they had something, and then it just turned out to be nothing. I don't know. Well, look up the last name Ketchum. Um, I don't know how to spell that, so I'm not going to try because I'll fail miserably. But if you just, I'm sure if you type in Google Bigfoot Ketchum. Or catch them Bigfoot. You know, First name you'll Pokemon. Come across it. Um, yes, catch them all. It's um, <laughs> catch them all. Pokemon. <laughs> it, the first name is Gotta. Middle name is Catch them. Last name is All. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> I've never played the Pokemon game too. By the way, just so you know. Oh, dude, I, you don't know what you're missing. I know. I know. I didn't uh, catch them all, but I don't I'm know. I caught, be a, a, caught quite a few. Missed. But okay. anyways, so in the conversation, um, you know, even if there, even if people came out with photos, it's going to be really hard, 
like you said, unless there's like an actual original photo, you know, and even then people are going to discredit it from the other side saying it's just a guy in an ape suit, you know, running around in the, in the woods. Um, but my, my question is kind of even a little deeper. Okay. So assuming, you know, I mean, the government has satellites that can look down and read your license number off of your license, you know, while you're holding it in your hand. Um, why, why wouldn't they, and this is something you and I talked about yesterday, why wouldn't they have seen the Yeti to this point? Well, there's probably a couple answers for that. Um, I think one, um, Satellite, I mean, do they really surveil over the wilderness in America? I mean, maybe. I mean, they're always... I mean, look at Google, man. They got pictures of my house from up above. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. I mean, I, mean, I type yeah. in my address, and they're like right over top of my head, you know? I'm sure yeah. it's from a couple years ago, and when I've done, like, when I've looked it up, they were it was not my car in the driveway, you know? Was another one? Like yeah, another one. it was. It was like some guy that used to own the house. So I'm sure it was from years ago. But right. in the same regard, I mean, Google Google's searching all the time. You know. Yeah, yeah, and they do have cameras on cabs and stuff like that. I know. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I maybe I just, I think that. Uh, well, I've done some pretty deep search into satellites, and I have my suspicions that. They aren't what we're told, but that's another topic for another day because mm-hmm. I don't want to get too sidetracked. But um, I th- I think that there would be no reason to surveil over the wilderness unless they're looking for something. Yeah. Um. But if even if they even if they did know that Sasquatch or um, Bigfoot are real, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Would they just come out and tell the public that? I mean. Maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. <laughs> well, I mean, what would be the reason not to, though? I mean, <sighs> like, so, you know, if you have, like, government conspiracies, um, there's usually a greater, deeper purpose, you know? There's, like, you know, like, 9-11. There's a greater, deeper purpose, you know? Uh, JFK. Wait, JFK. What do you mean about 9-11? That's not real? <laughs> that's, that's... I'm, I, am I to believe the... Well, yeah, but the conspiracies, but the conspiracies behind it are still, you know, there. Either way, either way, no matter which way you look at it. Yeah, well, and that's what I'm talking about. Like either way you look at it, there's a conspiracy, either by one side or by the other. There's there's still a conspiracy. Same with JFK. You know, um, the second shooter or the third shooter, if you want to go that deep. But either side. Whatever side is right, there's still a conspiracy theory behind it, you know? But behind the conspiracy, there's also, like, a deeper meaning. Like, so when we're talking about JFK, we're... The reason why I think a government entity would protect knowledge like that would be because releasing it could be damaging. Like, your overall objective is to protect the office, not the person. Right. Does that make sense? So your your office is not the person. It's not like right at now, uh, Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, 
he's he's not the office he's the person and right. the objective of the government is to protect the office whoever is in office whoever is the person in office so with JFK being assassinated there's a deeper purpose of why they would protect that information why it's sensitive you know decades after it happened but how about Sasquatch <laughs> what would be the conspiracy behind that I don't know man that's a yeah, you, um, just, you just froze up for a second there. Oh, okay. I was just saying, what would be the the conspiracy or, or the cover-up for, for Yeti or, or uh, Bigfoot? That's a tough one. Um, it could be... Um, you know, how about this? How about this? So, the only thing I can think of, Les Stroud said he's seen him in Canada and Alaska. Okay? And... What if, and I, I'm I'm kind of charting in unter you know uncharted territories here, but what if, when all the settlers left in the 1860s, I believe, or maybe even a little bit later, what if the government found out about the Yetis? They rounded them all up, and made a labor camp up in Alaska, and made them mine for all the gold that they took to Fort Knox. Oh yes, the old uh, Yeti uh, Yeti concentration camp. Oh, this is my favorite one. The, the, so, so, see. so back in the day, um, so back in the day, um, what happened was the government found all the Yeti and they enslaved them. Yes, and they made them. They made the Yeti, the the Sasquatch. They made them the uh, mine for gold. Yes, um, this is one hundred percent factual information. Yeah, you can look this up on Snopes. Absolutely nowhere. Yeah, Snopes. <laughs> Snopes has got it. Um, this is a fascinating subject. Uh, that that uh, the the uh, the Yeti are the ones who got all the gold. And uh, what was the reason? I had something to do with Fort Knox because we, we the American government lost all the gold in Fort Knox. Yeah, yeah, we we, we spent it on World War One and World War Two, and we had to replenish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Snopes yeah. has has fact checked this and has found it to be unreliable. <laughs> <laughs> so back in the day, um, what happened? There, sorry about that. <laughs> but, um, so I think the Yeti concentration camp is a real thing. Um, I, can okay, you, so let's Can go, you just picture that this. in your mind, like early settlers? And, yeah, you know, no, so, and you know who the taskmaster was? It was, uh, it was, uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt. Yep. Yep. Ready, Teddy. So, so here, here's what he's I'm all thinking. about conservation. Yeah, he's kind of conservating the gold, all right. Um, so I'm That's thinking that's why like, he was trying to protect the national parks. Yes. <laughs> was, it from us, was he protecting the national parks because he didn't want us to find the yeti, or he was protecting the parks? No, he was spending that. He was spending that time rounding up the yeti. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yes, and um. So here's here's what I want. Here's what I think actually happened is they rounded up the Yeti and they put those bomb collars on their necks <laughs> to, to keep them in fear of getting their heads blown off, and um, and then they just worked them to death. 
and now there's not very many Yeti left. Or do you think that, you think there's still a labor camp out there somewhere, Matt? Oh uh, well, in China, I'm sure there's plenty <laughs> of labor camps. I mean, for the Yeti. I don't know. Um, <laughs> until think, I see it for myself, think... I'm going to remain skeptical. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, <laughs> you know something else that we uh, something else that we talked about, uh, other than slave labor Yetis. Um, we talked about yesterday was, um, let me think, was uh, cults and really the, you know, the, the point that I found that was interesting about cults and cult <coughs> leaders is not so much like the tragedies that happen due to cults. Uh, I mean, some of it's fascinating. You read like uh, a couple weeks ago, I was reading about... Um, the girl from Smallville being, like, you know, influenced by that crazy cult. Yes, she was recruiting people for and, a sex cult. Yeah, for a sex uh, cult. Alice, Alice in something or other. Alice and Mac, I think it was. Yeah. And yeah, and her, and her and the other girl were both in on it. And then, um, what's her name that played Lana? I think she bailed after she realized. Um, like, this is some crazy crap. This like, is effed up. Yeah, this is straight she up. She was like, I'm out. Yeah. I mean, and the whole time I'm looking at it, like reading, I'm like, wasn't her name Chloe on the show? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, no, Chloe. No, not Chloe. They got to you too. This is what this happens when you get a reporter. This is what happens when you kill Superman. Chloe goes <laughs> off the rails. Yeah. Chloe Lana and Lana goes off the rails. <laughs> And they they do sex called the innocent, <laughs> you know, wholesome girls from Smallville are, you know, like in some crazy sex called doing God knows what. And brandings. They're, they're doing brandings yeah. on women. Pro and probably stuff that you couldn't even put in freak porn. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just like crazy stuff. Straight up crazy stuff. But, you know, most of the time when I read about these cults, it's it's not the cult so much per se that always fascinates me. Um, usually it's how these people lure other, like, groups of people. So when I say these people, I mean, I'm talking about the leaders themselves. Lure their followers into doing these crazy messed up things. Well, they're usually very charismatic people. You yeah. know, they have, like, a personality about them that are, you know, attract people to them. And they're very likable um, like even Charles Manson and, um, you know, he, I mean, he was in the music industry. He wrote some of the songs from the sixties, like some of the Beatles songs, um, not Beatles. I mean, I'm sorry. Um, Beach, Beach Boys. Boys. Yeah. We'll start with B. So I got thrown off there. Beach Boys, um, songs. And, um, so, I mean, yeah, he, you know, he was someone that people were attracted to, but then I think he he kind of went off the rails too. Yeah. He was like, "Let's go to the desert and get high, and then uh, <laughs> let's take a bunch of hot women with us." You know, and that was that. <laughs> Next thing you know, Cheryl Tate and her baby are dead, and there's you know dye pig written all over the walls and blood and all kinds of stuff. Okay, here's a question I was going to ask you yesterday because I was thinking about this the other day and I couldn't remember. Um, I know that. In one of the murders, I don't think it was the Sharon Tate one, but it was a, uh, one of them. It could the have been the next one. Yeah, um, 
they wrote something on the wall and it was misspelled. And I'm trying to remember what the word was. Was it Skelter? Helter Skelter? I, I don't remember. But I remember they were, wrote something on the wall and it was spelled incorrectly. Okay. And I wonder why. Was that intentional or just... It's it's a good question. I didn't I didn't even know there was something wrote, like misspelled. Yeah, I, I, Eric Ledesma and I used to watch a bunch of stuff on Charles Manson way back in the day. Yeah. So Eric Ledesma and I used to um, research um, Charles Manson a lot, and uh, that was one of the things that had come up when I had done some, you know research on Charles Manson was somebody had misspelled something in blood and I, I it kind of just I always wondered if it was intentionally done spelled wrong or if somebody just misspelled it and you know maybe they were under pressure or didn't know how to spell whatever the word was well it, from my what I understand I mean a lot of the cult members if any of them weren't really educated people so the misspelling could have just been you know lack of education or right. I mean, it could have been anything you know what i mean right. yeah. um you know i i do find it very interesting i mean speaking of charles manson and the different cult members well you know the different cults per se like take jim jones okay and charles manson it doesn't it doesn't really matter or uh you know uh what was the lizard the lizard cult do you remember that with the uh, asteroid, and they put sheets and blankets and fully dressed, and do you remember that? Was that the Hell Bob one? Yeah. That was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. There was lizards involved. Yeah, it, in that one, but it just <laughs> surprises me that these leaders, like take Jim Jones, okay, um, <coughs> or or how about David Koresh? You know. These uh, these cult leaders can just, you know, like you were saying, they're so influential that they can literally coax people into following them into the grave. Yeah. But at some point, these people, something's got to be turning in their, you know, the wheels got to be turning in their brains for them to make a call. And somewhere in their psyche, they have to be saying, this is not right. I shouldn't be doing this. Does that make sense? Yeah, I. Uh, I like think... take take for Jim Jones for for instance. Okay, <clears throat> you know, for months, I some of it I can understand. <clears throat> some of it I can't. Some like the people going down there, tons of persuasion and him. You know, he was running the loudspeakers throughout the camp in the jungle. For, you know, months, if not, I mean, I don't know the exact time frame of how long he was doing this, but he was running the loudspeaker and all times of the night and would wake people up with drills about end of the world scenarios, talking about how the government was going to come and kill them all. You know, something like this takes a long period of time. You can't just like come into it <laughs> like one day. Hey, tomorrow we're gonna start running end of the world drills. This this yeah, it, kind it of thing takes up slowly. Yeah, this kind of thing takes some time to build up to. And I've seen people from his church in California saying that he was 
talking about crazy stuff like this when he was in California before they even moved. But that doesn't sit well with me because then why... I mean, these people knew him, so there has to be some partial truth to it. But at the same time, I'm wondering, like, if that's true, then why would these people sell all they had and move to a different country to live in the jungle? There obviously had to be a promise of paradise and utopia in this other place that they believed in so much that they were willing to move across the world to. Yeah, I um, if I remember, they... Yeah, I think I think he was a communist too, Jim Jones. He preached like communism in Christianity or something. I don't know exactly, but interlaced them. Yeah, somehow. Um, and what I, I I wonder if they thought if they moved into Guyana to Jones was it Jonesville? Is that what they called it? Yeah, Jonestown, Jonesville. Yeah, something Jones like that. Something. Yeah, maybe Jonestown. I don't know. One of those Jones it was probably Jonestown. Uh, I wonder if they thought they could escape the clutches, so to speak, of the government by moving into another country. And here's the here's the question that you know that raises to me is um once they moved down to Guyana, um why and how did the government go down there? Like, well, they sent the they sent a senator. Like, um, people were sending out. I, I don't know exactly how they were getting mail out, but supposedly they were they were getting word back to the states, back to their families, that uh. things were bad, and that the control and the manipulation and waking up at all times of the night for these like end of the world suicide drills was taking it a little too far that there was tons of guards with guns and the people by the end were getting terrified and then the senator was contacted i think he was a senator or governor or something but he was contacted and he was sent down to down to uh ghana guyana whatever it is um down you know to jonestown jonesville and he took, like, his whole press secretary and a whole, you know, he took a bunch of uh, press people to videotape stuff. And um, then he went and checked out the camp while he was there. People were coming up to him, passing him notes, saying, you know, get us out of here. And so then he packs up, is like, see you later, takes a couple of them with him, goes back to the plane. Well, meantime, you know, in the meantime... Jim Jones sends out a like a truck with a bunch of guys with guns and they basically mow everyone down in the plane. Which is totally, totally acceptable if you're in a camp <laughs> in a cult. Well and that that raises the question, down. like so the people taking the Kool-Aid, the people drinking the Kool-Aid, I, I can legitimately see after months of brainwashing and waking up, you know, the government's used this kind of brainwashing and manipulation for years on torture as, mm -hmm. a, as a means of torture, like loud sleep deprivation, sleep deprivation, loud noises, you know, fear tactics, basically to break down the will of people. So when you break down the will of the people, I can understand it. All right. 
people will do whatever you want them to do if you can, you know, utilize breaking down their will. But that being said, what about the guards? So I, I get that the people drinking the Kool-Aid, they just seen their kids drink the Kool-Aid. They have guns to their heads and everything. They see their kids die. They want to they wanna go out with them. They see no point in living after that because they probably realize this is a huge mistake. I don't want to live anymore. But what about mm-hmm. the guards going out and mowing down the people on the planes? I mean, these are people that, like, where was the brainwa- where was the fear for them? I mean, they're the ones with the guns. They're the ones in a form of power under Jim Jones. Well, yeah, they probably were. Does that make sense? Under like, the impression that they would. Yeah, I don't know. There, there's a differentiation there between the guards and the people drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah, maybe they just thought they were in some kind of authoritative position. That they weren't going to. It wasn't going to come down to them either. Yeah. It's crazy yeah, stuff. It's yeah, it's pretty messed up. I mean, and you kind of see that correlation in cults pretty much all over. Like, you know, there's like the leader, then there's like the enforcers of the leader, and then there's like the subservient people underneath those that basically just do whatever you're told. Lemmings. Mm-hmm. Ready to jump off the hill. You know, and it's a tragedy for all the families that you know, had to endure that and seeing their loved ones. I'm sure, you know, I mean, think about it. A a thousand families affected by this and families on families. Utter tragedy. Same thing with David Koresh. Same thing with uh, Charles Manson. You know, I mean, the fascination always goes to the act itself, whereas I find the curiosity in how, how is this, how is this manipulation so strong that, you know, did it get to the point where it was just too too little too late for people to make their minds and turn the other way? Like, yeah, I know I some know. people actually got out of Waco. Did they? Yeah, some people actually were allowed to leave uh, before the fire started, before the tear gas and all that. Gotcha. So some people <laughs> did get out of Waco, but there was a lot of people that didn't. Yeah. They chose to stand until the end, and a lot of them were kids. So, like, you got children in the mix. My my responsibility as a parent to ensure the safety and survival of my children first. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not to put them in a cult scenario where some guy is making the rules for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just the stubborn nature of myself, but I don't know. Oh, I agree. Like, yeah, take care of the kids first. And, um, yeah, like a lot of these cults, they're, you know, the wives, like I know with David Koresh, he was, you know, banging all the women, yeah, all the wives, not the women, not just women, other dudes' wives. And little girls. Yeah. Know, all kinds of yeah. messed up stuff. So, I don't know. You would think as a parent that would be your first primal instinct would be to protect your children but the brainwashing is so real you know that these people they were they were overcome by it yeah you know it's pretty sad it is pretty sad you know it you know something else uh to kind of move to a different direction we were talking also about uh amityville yeah 
So the other day um, I was looking up and I was actually found something very uh, curious was that of Amityville and what really happened there. And I've seen, you know, seen the movies and it never really, uh, the first one actually kind of frightened me a little bit when I was a kid. Um, primarily the window, for whatever reason, the window scene with the, the red glowing eyes in the window. Um, that terrified me as a kid. I remember seeing that and I was like freaked out. Um, but then, you know, I got older and the second movie didn't really scare me at all. Um, the one with, uh, what's his name from, uh, um, oh man, brain fart. Is it, uh, I don't remember Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, the Ryan Reynolds one. Uh, that one, that one was, it was good. It just didn't scare me at all. You know? Yeah, I didn't see the original one. I saw that one. I must have worked at the movie theater when that happened because I don't usually go see horror movies. Yeah, I feel like that must have come out when I was working at the movie theater. I gotcha. But, but uh, yeah, I remember the, seeing uh, that one. I I remember always thinking like, was you know was this like a legit thing? And I guess I never I was lazy and I never did the like any research on it or looked it up, but. The story behind it, I, I feel, is kind of just as equally as crazy, because apparently it, you know, involved one of the, I mean, it involved like, what was it, a total of seven people, six of which were killed, one that was the killer was allegedly uh, the, one of the sons, um, so basically, the the part that I find crazy is... So supposedly the the guy that was convicted of that was one of the sons and I can't remember I think I I don't remember how old he was at the time of the murders but allegedly uh finger quote allegedly he took a 35 Marlin lever action and went through and annihilated the entire family two brothers two sisters mom and dad Okay, but the question that came to mind was, like, nobody heard anything, nobody seen anything, neighbors didn't hear anything, all they heard was the dog barking, and a family annihilation of that many people, you would think somebody would wake up, but, I mean, it, it, to me, it's just a crazy thing, you, you you know, I, I go to the gun range, at least like once once a month sometimes once every other week and you can hear shots from a very long way even yeah. even uh, so at my gun range there's an indoor range um, mm-hmm. it's down in the basement of this like big building mm-hmm. um, and you can as you're approaching from like you know pretty far away sometimes I park pretty far away or I'm out back at the actual range because you get to drive down this hill and around the building and then out quite a ways. <coughs> you can still hear pop shots from in the basement where it's like you're in the basement. There's like rooms around the shooting room. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And you can still hear the pop shots down in a, like a ways off inside. Yeah, it's it's really curious how no gunshots were heard and um like we had mentioned yesterday very minimum 
would have been six shots, probably more. Yeah, I think there was like two in the mom, two in the dad. Okay, something like so there's four. Yeah. And then at least another four more. So, you know, there <clears throat> eight shots not heard. That's <clears throat> that's a lot. That's a lot to not hear. Yeah. And and not only that, but so say nobody heard him from the outside. Maybe they were just fast asleep. Maybe it was a rainy night, thunder or something. I mean, I'm throwing all variables into the mix. But how come none of the other family members heard it either? Yeah, that's another. Uh, I mean, I would think if I was sleeping and, you know, seven other gunshots went off, I would hear one of them. Yeah. I'm sure of it. And somebody would be waking up and looking, you hiding know, to see what's hiding under a bed or seeing what's going on or anything of the sort. And the, the police said there was no suppressors used and everyone was found face down in their bed. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> which, <why> you know, is <laughs> that's naturally how every single person sleeps anyways, especially in the yeah. same family, you know? Yeah. Everyone face down <laughs> arms like this. <laughs> <laughs> your typical uh you know body outline <laughs> i mean to me this speaks of like you know and i i believe one of the articles even said that it could have been like some kind of like hit from the mob because of how many people and how quickly but there was really nothing that became of it you know the, the trail went cold yeah. and you know. Yeah, I mean, I know they said that they were Italian, um, but that they didn't find any connection to the mob. Mm. But that doesn't mean anything. I mean, he owned a car dealership, so I mean, maybe the mob was trying to use him to funnel money, and um, and by he, I mean the father of the family. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, but the curious and, thing is, is the guy that was convicted. He, I guess, cleaned off his clothes, like changed his clothes, took a shower, <clears throat> put new clothes on, went to work, and worked like a normal day, and then went to, I, I think it was at the bar or something, but he went somewhere and told people, hey, I think my dad's been killed. Wow, that's weird. Why would you just think that? Yeah. And then they walk in, sure enough, they find the dad and the mom. And then they go through the rest of the house and they find everyone else. So, like, yeah, all signs I, I all signs point to him, but how would how would that happen, you know? I have no idea. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And why this story of all stories would come out of it, these like horror movies. You know what I mean? I mean, was there, like, mm -hmm. do you think there was actually, like, some kind of crazy demonic influence? I mean, what, what was that family, uh, the ghost hunter people? Didn't they, didn't they go to the house or something? Oh, the War Warrens? Yeah. Uh, I think in strange cases like this, and I know that the, the Ronald... DeFiro, DeFio, um, he had said he didn't have control and he saw something with a dark black hair, give him the gun and tell him to do it. And 
so it's possible that there could have been some heavy demonic influence. Yeah. Um, but I almost I feel like demons don't just come and make you do stuff. Like there's got to be doors opened for that thing to happen. I mean, you know, maybe maybe the house was built on like a pet cemetery or something. Something. <laughs> oh. Oh, that house is for sale. Um, you want to go buy it and find out? <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it wasn't it up for sale for like a ridiculous amount of money? Well, um, I don't know. We were, we were kind of talking about this yesterday, but uh, I I forgot to get into um, real estate in the area is already outrageous. Really? Um, so, for instance, when I was in Massachusetts. On. Oh, I don't know if I ever told you this story. So here's a little side story that kind of has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But um, I don't want to forget about it, so I'm just going to go ahead and tell it. Um, so one day when we are in Massachusetts, um, we were doing um, – our job was basically literally to sit in the car all day and take notes. And we got paid very well to do that. And it's getting kind of towards the end of the shift – and it's starting to get dark out, and there's two other guys with me. Um, Tyler, who was my roommate for the whole trip we were gone, and Jason, who's a really good friend of mine. And Jason, at this point, he had gotten out of the the, the vehicle. We had a rental vehicle that we were, you know, our company got for us to get to and from work. And um, <clears throat> we were sitting in the work vehicle right outside this house, and this house is in a town called Andover, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's on a main a main street, a main drag. So, you know, two lanes going each way, you know, amount of traffic. So we're just kind of sitting on the side of the road, and Jason's inside the building. And out of nowhere, I hear this big boom. I'm talking, like, not a gun, like... At first, I thought it was a shotgun. I'm like, wait a minute. That was way too loud to be a shotgun. It was louder. Um, So I look at Tyler. I'm like, did you hear that? Because I think I actually had my headphones in while I heard this. So I was listening to something in my headphones, and I still heard this loud boom. And after a minute, I'm like, dude, that, that wasn't a shotgun. That was something else. And then Jason comes running up to the, to the vehicle, and he's, like, holding his ears. He's like, oh, my God, dude, I'm dead. What happened? And so the reason that we were in Massachusetts was because there had been a, um, a gas line disaster. And um, you can go look this up on the Internet because I don't really want to go into explaining everything that happened. But basically, um, everybody whose home was affected by this they had to have all of their gas appliances replaced by the company that, you know, was responsible for the disaster. So wow. gas stove, if you had a gas dryer, um, uh, your heater, If it, most people there have boilers. Some yeah. have um, regular um, furnaces, but most of them are boilers. Hot water tank, anything that was a gas appliance had to be replaced. So wow. they were in this house replacing... Um, they're actually putting in combi units, which a combi unit is a boiler and a hot water tank in one unit. It's very efficient. They're way better than having a a, a boiler and a hot water tank. Um, 
So they had installed it and they were getting ready to light it, which means, you know, put the gas into the line and then light, you know, the pilot or whatever. Yeah. And something happened and it blew like, and my buddy was standing right there when it happened. And I went inside and there was like PVC shrapnel pieces through the wall. And, um, I mean, pieces blowing everywhere. It was basically a, an accidental pipe bomb. Wow. Nobody got hurt. I mean, other than their ears, you know, being, you know, blown out and them having, you know, that, you know, kind of ringing and from a blast. Yeah. No one got hit with any shrapnel or anything. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it was crazy. And I, I was sitting insane, outside. Dude. Yeah. It was insane. Um, they actually had to do an, an investigation. Um, the company that manufactured that combi unit had to take the unit out and do a total investigation. I'm not actually sure what happened because um, that was one of the last days I was in. Put in hey, I lost you. Area. I lost you there for a second. Okay. Um, can you hear me? Okay now. Yeah. Okay. So that uh, that I never found out what ended up happening. Why the 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 pipe exploded? Um, but we think that maybe the glue, the epoxy that you use to. Um, put the pvc pipes together the yeah. fumes built up and when they lit it, it it blew but we're not really sure why weren't they Anyways, using copper or um, i mean not copper what am i saying why weren't they using uh what is it uh cast iron i think so, they use cast iron for uh so for what uh, there's a, a uh what do you call it a code yeah um and they have to have an in a, uh, what do you call it? An intake and outtake of air. Okay. So there's two pipes going in. One, two pipes coming from the house. One that air goes into, and then another one the air goes out of. And right. it was one of those pipes are the ones that blew. Okay. Um, and that and it has to be a certain diameter. I think it has to be at least a three inch PVC pipe. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was a some kind of a matter of code that How did there the were. Gas- like, how did the gas get through there? Like, that seems. Really... I have no. I think it was just. Yeah, I don't know. Because those are I, vent tubes that you're talking, right? They're vent tubes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The kind. I I know what you're talking about. I had to put uh, screens over mine to keep the birds and squirrels from getting bugs in. out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I don't know how any any gas got down in there, but or or how it exploded, um. Except for. The only thing that anybody could think of was just the epoxy fumes yeah. built up. And when they lit the pilot, the epoxy fumes were wherever the pilot was being lit. That is crazy. Um, it's very, it wasn't, it was intense. Wow. Um, but I, I saw all that because the reason I was saying, I told that story, um, I was thinking about the house that it had happened at and the house that it had happened at was just your average house. Not very big, not, not small, but not big, you know, yeah. very average. It was on a main street. So in my opinion, it was a terrible location because their driveway was right on a main street. It did have a river. It did have a river running through the backyard, which mm-hmm. is, you know, kind of cool. But, you know, um, and one of the plumbers one day had told me that uh, we were talking about real estate, you know, in different areas. And they were saying how high it was in Massachusetts and, and, and in the area. Um, and they said that, he was just guessing. He said, this house right here probably goes for $600,000. Wow. Just your average Joe house on a main street with a terrible location. Let alone, a, let alone a giant house like Amityville. Yeah. Where, yeah, that's... Well, you're in, you're in, I think they said Long Island or somewhere. Yeah. 
those and those so of us from Michigan, like, you know, an eight hundred and fifty thousand dollar house is going to buy you like a gigantic mansion. Yeah, in a nice neighborhood. In a nice I mean, neighborhood that's probably <laughs> yeah. gated with snipers on the roof and German yeah. shepherds and landmines. Yeah, you know. So my house that I live in um, <laughs> is for sale by the owner, not me. Yeah, and it's going for. $55,000. Okay. So. Wow. You know, 12 times buy it, what my house. I'm going to come buy it. Dude, you'll be losing money. <laughs> you're, you're gonna have another... <laughs> hey, I lost you. You're gone. Oh, sorry. Um, I was just saying that if you bought my house, you're going to have to spend another $50,000 in upgrades on the house just to make it, like, decent. Really? Yeah. So it's not worth buying, which right. is why I won't buy it. Yeah. I'm wow. sure I could probably get a loan for it if I wanted, but I don't. Is it a fixer-upper buyer or not even worth I mean, it if uh, you did it yourself? Uh, that the repairs, because the repairs I did on my house, um, I could have probably done the work in the basement myself for probably half, if not even less, of what I paid to have it done. Right. But then upstairs, I did all the work myself, replacing the sinks and, um, you know, toilet, flooring, painting the walls, fi- you know, uh, putting up the mud to fill in the cracks and the holes and all of that. I mean, I did all of that work, doing re uh, redoing the walls with the, uh, you know, I mean, all the repairs I did myself. So I saved a fortune just by doing all the work. So is it that now, kind of? If I were to buy this house and mm-hmm. fix it up, um, well, I'd kick the neighbor upstairs out, mm-hmm. and I'd want to make it a one-person home, not a not a duplex. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I'd have to deal with that issue. But that aside, I all the walls are plaster. I hate plaster. Yeah. Um, so I'd have to tear all. I'd have to go down to the studs on everything. Um, the, the outlets are all on the floor or they're on the wall, but on the floor, you know what I mean? Like they're down, they're, they're not 18, they're not up to code. Like they're not 18 inches above the floor on the wall. They're on the floor, on the baseboard. So I'd have to redo all of those. Almost none of them have grounds. The only, the only grounded outlets are one in the kitchen and one in the bathroom. And that one doesn't work. So, uh, you're talking like redoing the electrical basically i don't know how many amps are the the house has i've never had an issue with blowing anything but it's also on uh, tubes not the not the breakers you know what i mean yeah so uh, my cousin is an electrician so i mean i could pay him to do it but i would probably have to move the family out in order to tear everything everything. down and strip it it down literally have to go to the to the studs and redo everything. Yeah. I think. I mean, and then there's like the windows are so old and there's so like my heating bill is like two hundred dollars a month right now. Wow. Isn't that insane? Yeah, that is that's really, like that's really my insane. rent. My that's half of your rent. Yeah. 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 Four fifty is what I pay for rent. So now it's six fifty a month, you know, because of the heating bill. So yeah, I'd have to redo the windows. I'd want to redo the walls, the electrical. Um, I'd tear all the carpet out of here, and I'm pretty sure there's 
doors under there, so I'll go on to sand those and refinish those. Um, there's only one bathroom in here, and it's, you know... Well, and then you got to deal with the debacle of the guy living above you, too. You know, yeah, that that would not be what. What a, mess a is he going to leave behind? Everything, you know, everything. He's all of his trash for the last two or three years. Yeah, is probably up there. He never takes his trash out, so it's going somewhere. He's got, you know, <laughs> we have a garage out back that um, is a two-part garage. He's, he's laying on the ground making snow angels out of like used paper plates Garbage. and like sausage wrappers. <laughs> Dude, yeah, you're probably not far off. <laughs> I mean, if he's crapping in the tub, what's stopping him from doing that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Paper plates, sausage wrappers, and poop. Yeah. He's like, look at mama. Look what I made on the floor. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> you're talking total hoarder house upstairs and then yeah. having to redo everything, all of that, as well as down here. Yeah. So, when I it. say you forget $50,000. I'm probably not exaggerating. It would probably be somewhere in that ballpark, if not yeah. more. So your and profit, your profit's going to be zero. Yeah, and the, the only way I could make money is I would have to hope and pray that all the other houses in this neighborhood would, you know, they Skyrocket. would go up in value. Yeah. And right now, because there's so many duplexes in the area, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I would. Well, when, I wouldn't do that if I were you. You know, yeah, I would just, I, I would just move on. You know. Yeah, and that's uh, that'll be what happens eventually. Yeah, trying to save. Yeah, uh, you're. I'm breaking. I'm losing you, dude. You keep cutting out like left and right. Oh man, not again. Um, it's probably just my my lame computer. Um. So yeah, no, we're we're saving money to try to buy a house. And I we're kind of in the city. I like actually don't mind living in the city. Because, yeah. you know, it's it's a small town. It's like 40,000 people live in Wausau. I mean, that's not terribly small, but it's that's, not a giant city. That's pretty big. Either. That's like my old town that I lived in here in Michigan. Which one? Fenton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's probably about like that many people. Um, But we're like a mile from downtown. Like, in the, in the summer, we could walk downtown if we wanted to. And there's yeah. a, a lot of... Downtown's usually pretty popping in the summertime. Yeah. They always have like concerts for free downtown every every Wednesday, and there's always something going on downtown. So it's, pretty, it's not bad. Yeah, it's a pretty cool little downtown. But um, um, so I guess back to the Amityville thing. Um, as far as the property being eight hundred thousand dollars in like a Long Island type area, that's pr even though that sounds outrageous to you and me in that area, that's probably a well, fair deal. I think it's just outrageous because of the murders. I mean, there must be oh, some yeah. really comfortable people that are like, you know, bygones be bygones. Mm -hmm. What happened in the past ain't going to happen again, and just be steadfast in that belief because. I don't know. Some people, you know, maybe they're the kinds of people that, uh, you know, drive around and go park at cemeteries and lay on other people's graves at night or something. Maybe. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Is that what you do? You take your jar of Yeti pee and you and you run out to you run out to the cemetery. <laughs> you, you run out to the cemetery and drink your Yeti pee. <laughs> my yeti p yeah um so do a snow angel <laughs> you take paper plate sausage wrappers <laughs> yeah. 
How did you know? <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm very I, intuitive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's probably people out there that would love to live in a house like that where it's, you know, murders have happened and yeah, whatever. It's allegedly haunted. See, I, you know, me and Liz, we walked through a house years ago before we bought our first house. <coughs> and it was a gigantic house. It's right here in, in uh, the town that we're living in now. And it was a really... Jonesville? Yes, Jonesville town. <laughs> Jonesville town, USA. Um, okay. <laughs> um, but it was a really huge house. I mean, the garage alone was 1,800 square feet. Think about that. Just the garage. That's what, like a ten car garage? <laughs> Dude, it was huge. It was huge. I mean, there was like workbenches everywhere. There was a three car garage, and then there was a loft above. So it was like wow. a full In the house. Garage? Yeah, there was a full house wow. loft above the garage. Uh, the only bad part, the guy told me there was no plumbing. In you the know? garage? Or yeah. In the whole house. No, in in the garage. Oh, so someone would have a hard time living there unless they wanted to shuttle back over to the house to take a shower, wash your hands, brush your teeth, that kind of thing. Oh, wait. So it was a detached garage then? Yeah, it was totally detached. Oh, okay. And there was a gigantic pool that the liner had, like, broken off, and it was you had to be relined and everything. Why would you have an 1,800 square feet and not have plumbing? Was the plumbing ran and up? Well, no, or no. It, it just they never put plumbing from the house to the garage. Why would you do that? I don't know. Especially with the garage that big. But the rest of the house was like, it was like 3,500 square feet, I think. Wow. Uh, it was like three well, floors and then an attic. And, was it on city water or a well? Uh, I think it was on city water. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So you went up the main banister, which was like this huge old wooden staircase to the second floor. And then mm -hmm. to get to the third floor... You had to go up this spiral staircase, like oh, a nice. little, like a little teeny spiral staircase, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then uh, up in there, there was like on both sides, there was like, I th I'm trying to remember, but it's been a long time. I mean, you were talking like 15 years Ten. ago, you know? Oh yeah. Well, uh, well it been when, when oh yeah, yeah. So oldest, 11, oldest? 11, 12 years ago. About yeah. about 11. I think it would have been ago. when your oldest child was just newborn, right? Yeah. Because you guys were living in an apartment before. Yeah. Yeah, and this was the house we were looking to move into. Because okay. what had happened was the base mm -hmm. or the uh, the bathroom in the second story had leaked through and in the middle of the winter. And they didn't winterize it. So the pipes burst. Water went everywhere all the way down to the mm -hmm. basement and basically wrecked all the floors. So nice. my plan mm -hmm. was just to go in, redo all the floors and have a $250,000 house or $300,000 house for 67000 is what they were selling it for. Oh, man, that would have been awesome. Yeah. So, full disclosure be known, we're walking around, we're looking, there's like little little doorways for kids, like secret passages and stuff. I mean, this house was like super legit. It had a church, I kid you not, church chapel built off the back wing with like stained glass windows and everything. All right. Carpet, like a big cross on the back wall. I'm looking at this, I'm like, man, this house is a steal. The the kitchen's gigantic, you know, I mean everything is huge. 
And then full disclosure, the realtor, as we're coming down the spiral staircase, she's like, so I got to tell you this, that the original owner um, during the stock market crash hung himself off of this here banister. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't bother me. Um, you should have been like, dude, you got to lead with that kind of information. Don't. <laughs> well, I would have already bought it. I know. And the whole time I'm like <laughs> seeing like ghosts everywhere just appear. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, this is awesome. You know? Um, but at the same time, it didn't bother me and it didn't bother Liz. Um, the only reason why we ended up not buying it was they're just redoing. I was doing the math on how much the flooring would cost. We smelled like a really musty, moldy smell. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, and then when we went in the basement, there was black mold everywhere. Like, really thick black mold. Like, more than 10 square feet? Yes. Then it's affecting the quality of air. Yes. So, upon that, if we were like, we'd so have to get anybody, it remediated, you know? Yeah. So, we're talking yep. like at least anywhere from five Thousands. to $10,000. Yeah. So for anybody out there listening, if you have, if you think you have a mold issue, get it fixed. But just know that if it's less than 10 square feet of visible mold, it's not affecting the air quality. But if you let it go, it'll get to over the, you know, over 10 square feet. Yeah. So spray so, it with some, spray it with some bleach. Uh, bleach doesn't work. And then kills over top of it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's there's products out there that are made specifically for mold. I think yeah. bleach is kind of a temporary fix. It, it eventually will grow back if you don't fix it right. But I think hydrogen peroxide probably works a little better. Okay. Um, but um, it really it has to be done by a professional company. Do you guys spray or, kills over it too, right? No, not kills. There's a product that the company I used to work for made um uh, and it was a hydrogen peroxide-based product, but it wasn't just hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. Um, there was a bunch of other stuff in it, too. But I'll tell you this. If you got it on your skin by accident, which you always did because you always had to pour it from one container to another, yeah. um, it would bleach your skin out for, you know, the day or whatever. Like when you give bleach or hydrogen peroxide on something. So it was pretty intense stuff. And you had to wear a, a respirator while spraying it because it would – it would um it reminded me of muriatic acid yeah um like how it smells it gets it gets in your lungs it starts to burn yeah that's how intense the stuff that we used to use was so you said 10 square feet 10 square feet um or or less and it doesn't affect the air quality so there you go people free remediation tips and uh make sure to subscribe everyone subscribe yeah <laughs> Yeah, and share, share, and share, just share, subscribe, like, send it to your Follow, your mom, repost, all that good stuff. <laughs> Favorite, Shameless like, plug. retweet, retweet. Yeah, send it to the you know important people like Donald Trump. I'm on yeah, I'm on Twitter <laughs> at Dreadmat. Uh, I'm on Facebook. Just uh, look up Campfire Conversationalist Podcast and you'll this up. Yep. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Um, for all the listeners out there, we uh, we appreciate you. Um, literally, we started this podcast just to talk. Uh, we are not professionals in all topics. I mean, we're not uh, psychologists. Um, we're not, you know, demonologists. 
Um, Matt is a prof- Matt is a professional uh, remediator. Um, yeah, I'm a professional I, I mean, at nothing, so don't remedi- take my word for it. I remediate it. a lot of stuff. <laughs> but literally, this podcast was started just to discuss things, to have a good time, uh, and it is what it is. It is what the title is, and that is discussions that we would have if we were sitting around a campfire. Um, back at home together, stuff that we would sit around and we would enjoy together, and conversations between friends is basically yep. it. You know, um, we don't, we don't, uh, we're not trying to sound like we know everything. We just wanted to have a discussion every day, and this is a way for me and Matt to conversate, and it's also a way for people to learn about interesting facts and to discuss crazy things and ideas that go through our head like yeti p and yeti slave labor uh, yeah and don't ever take anything as fact go do your own research and you know make up your own mind i'm not i'm not trying to make up anybody's mind no about anything well and that's like that with everything in life you know yeah i think that's um it's kind of the sensationalism of the media today is that everyone see something on Facebook and they're like, oh, well, I seen it on Facebook that you shouldn't do this or you should do this. Well, it's it's Facebook, you know, or I seen this on CNN, so it must be true or, you know, NBC, so it must be true or ABC. I'm sorry, that's that's fake news. <laughs> fake news. Fake, fake news, CNN. <laughs> do your own fact checks. And Find your Snopes. own. Yeah, and don't use Snopes. <laughs> Find your own evidence. Just come to your own conclusion by doing your own. Exactly. Let someone else do the research for you, and then, oh, that sounds good. Yeah. You know. Looking from both sides of, of the of the coin, so to speak. Yes. You know, but until the uh, next time, next time we could potentially be having um, a couple guests, uh, one guest maybe, and it's. Depending on how it works, it will definitely be a guest that everyone will want to listen to. I guarantee it. Um, how about uh, how about Kenny? When is he? Yeah, when do you want to get uh, him involved. I, yeah, I want to get him on soon too. Um, uh, I got we got to get. I don't I don't know how his internet connects. Got to talk to him about that, and then I'm not sure if he's got a mic. Um, yet um okay like a usb mic or, or i'm not sure i gotta talk to him about all that okay. so that might be stuff we have to work on but for sure we want to get our buddy kenny he's probably him and john are my two best friends and they've always they one or both of them have always been there for me when i needed them um so yeah and like i've been john and i have been friends since what 1998 yeah at least and then i met it's 20 kenny years now yeah, 20 years of my life yeah. I have known you. Yeah, and I've known <laughs> Kenny since I would say around 2000, late 2000 maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been like not almost 19 years or so for him and I having been friends, 18 and a half years. Yeah. So, you know, we've all, you know, known each other for quite a while. Yeah. Going to concerts. Yeah. Doing stuff. insane stuff. Driving around yeah, your, to, driving around your parents. Those. Yeah, next time we can, next time we talk, we can talk. You can tell them a story about my uh, little adventure around your parents' driveway. 
Yes, yes. <laughs> we'll, we have lots of stories to discuss. Um, only through the podcast. Yeah. All we right. Won't disclose them anywhere else. Yep. Well, we'll we'll call, close this out, and uh, we appreciate you listening. This is the uh, Campfire Conversationalist, and uh, just tune in next time. Uh, we'll be posting another another uh, you know another one of these pretty soon. So we'll see you then. Peace. <laughs>